0: Hello, and welcome to Mysteries of Atkalim. I am joined by two friends of mine, Jana and Jason Carden, after our trip into a British pub, um, taking down a British pint, ordering a British pint, which was much more important than taking down a British pint, and watching some sport on the the telly, which I don't really understand, um, which we will discuss later. First, an advertisement for the upcoming podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Birthright. Are you excited to feel more American than you already do? Do you want to be judged by the people in, your, in Jerusalem for acting too American, even though they're American themselves? Come on, Birthright. We'll possibly maybe convince you to move to Israel. Birthright. It's the place to discover maybe your roots. Let's go. Every soul needs an adoption because a soul without... <laughs> all right, all right, let's get started, Mr. Bakulim. Our mystery this week is, um, I think it's a mystery that everyone can connect to, even if they're not Israeli, in particular if they are living in Israel, um, but even, if even if they're not, and it is the mystery of what is going on with the election. So Jana, you want to lead us? Um, with this topic, what's going on with the election, which election? First of all, the election
1: for the prime minister.
0: Okay. And what's the background? What's going on?
1: So as a very educated person, I can tell you that it makes no sense. No one has any idea. There's about to be three of them, I believe in the past year and it's making people bonkers. But also, it's making people very proud to post pictures about it. So I've been seeing a lot of pictures of people voting. Um, people are very excited that they now have the opportunity to vote in Israel three times in one year. So exciting.
0: Okay, That's... do you know why they had to vote three times? Because I don't. For me, the mystery is literally how do you vote in Israel and what's going on with their stuff.
1: That's a good mystery.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know how you vote in Israel. How do you vote?
2: So first, Seems you get the, you get the day off of work. Okay. Three times. Which is huge. Three times. You just get the day off of work. And then, basically, in order to vote, you go onto the social media platform of your choice and (laughs) post about how you voted. Oh. Okay. That seems
0: about
1: right. I noticed
0: Amos did that, so that must be how you do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, (laughs) Amos might be voting multiple times each election based on social media. Okay. Yeah, Um, I don't know. I mean, everyone is now. But in terms of mechanics of submitting a vote, I just assume that Israel is, like, mining that from Facebook or something.
0: Oh, well, it's oh interesting. interesting like they say, I voted for this person, and then Israel, like, what yeah, vote like... for Bibi? Based on, I read his Facebook post. That's or they that. say, I like,
2: don't. I voted, and they map you to whoever you most recently registered to vote for or something. I don't uh, know. But these
1: pictures, they look old school. They look like how American elections probably worked.
2: Yeah, I mean, the reason ago, they have... There's, food.
1: like, a
0: box. I feel like that's also the same with social trends in Israel. That they're always kind of, like, <laughs> 20 years behind... Social and like specifically like clothing Smoking. trends, yeah, they're always like twenty years behind where they would have been in America. So uh, like, box glasses are just going out in Israel, and they're going to come back in in twenty years from now. What's that? Like the oh, glasses, coke right. bottle glasses, you know? Got it, got it, yeah, got it. like they're just getting out now, and they're going to come back in in twenty years. Kind of like how they're in now in Israel.
1: I don't think you can take a photo at an American photo booth,
0: uh, voting booth. <laughs> <You> <laughs> definitely booth. can in the American photo. <laughs> booth. Yeah, yeah, you definitely at a can. Voting
1: bo- booth though, like you totally get in trouble.
0: Um, yeah, probably. I agree.
2: So maybe, uh, maybe that's why they had three elections, is because uh, they had like some hanging cat issues oh, with the old possible. school voting. Like maybe a third of Israel just like accidentally voted for Pat Buchanan.
0: <laughs> maybe they should switch to electronic.
2: Maybe the problem is if you switch to electronic, it could be like on, uh, like yeah. that you that app in Iowa that uh, <laughs> like honestly <laughs> Iowa right? Iowa's got one function. You hear about? I, know about you Iowa. About, I hear about <laughs> Iowa like. Five times every four years. Okay? Yeah,
0: when they have four or of priority. those times
2: are when they have an offensive lineman entering the NFL draft, <laughs> and the fifth time is when they have a caucus. <laughs> and like, I'm not even it's like, so
1: true. We care about like, Iowa so so infrequently. Yeah. Right. This is In like Iowa their so
2: one thing, and they can't even get it right because yeah. they're a failure of a state. But at least they produce good offensive linemen. <laughs> I don't really have much. I, I, I don't know where this is going. I just no, think that like the idea, uh,
0: that the fact that Iowa doesn't. Really I screw that up. Yeah. They certainly don't have it together for their caucuses.
2: No. Honestly, if it were up to me, the American government should take, or I don't know who is in charge of this—the Democratic Party, the Republican Party, whoever's in charge of caucuses—should be taking the caucus away from Iowa for 2024.
0: Yeah, I I am upset at how many presidents go to how many potential presidential candidates go to Iowa. It seems right? like it's too many.
2: So I saw this idea on the internet, which I think makes sense, because what do I care? I don't like internet,
0: um, I don't like internet theories. Too many conspiracies that, in there.
2: That whichever state has the higher percentage voter turnout in each presidential election should win the right to hold the first caucus in the following election. It's almost like a, de-
0: a democracy like for it. democracy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's like whoever like, actually cares the most should get to be the one to care the most next time.
0: Okay, I can hear for that.
2: Bisham wrote the internet
0: Okay, cool (laughs) Quoting the internet That's good, that's kind of like when I quote the Bible Or quote Talmud, in general
1: Did you just compare
2: Well, I mean, that's a thing, right? What? Like, uh, Goyim or whoever else Or like the Hillel quote wall will just say like, blah (laughs) blah 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 blah, Quote the Talmud The
0: Talmud I mean, it is a thing that when I don't know If anyone actually said something But I want to say it as fact I'll just be like, I've heard people say Or some people say
2: you literally mm-hmm. said that to us earlier today about something that we said to you.
0: Yeah, okay, fine. That just, that just means I didn't remember where I was from. Yeah, it turns out us. But, steering it back, we don't know anything. We really can't answer the mystery. Like, what's going on with the Israeli elections? And who, how do you vote for who you vote for? I don't know. It, Is BB just going to win because he's the no incumbent? One's able,
1: no one's ever able to get majority of something, right? No one's getting a big enough piece of the pie.
2: Also, so wasn't Bibi convicted on, like, three things last yeah, year? Yeah,
0: but it's not a problem.
2: Right. Like, I, I understand that I don't care.
1: I would say that's a little bit of a mystery, but that's
0: fine. What was he convicted on? Do you know? No. No okay. idea. Okay. Mystery. There we go. Maybe it's racketeering sounds like a really cool thing to do. innocent until proven guilty. That's what I'd say.
1: Wasn't he convicted? Isn't that the proven yeah, guilty Yeah, conviction way? is being
0: proven but guilty. But do you know what he was convicted of? No. So he's no innocent, innocent until proven guilty. What if it's racketeering?
1: yes. <laughs> but in the country, no.
0: I don't know I just if don't anyone knows guys.
2: Would you agree that racketeering is like the coolest thing to be convicted of? No, I wouldn't agree. I think racketeering is a <laughs> real. Like, if you're getting convicted We're of racketeering, like you're a mobster. That's just theft.
1: <laughs> but it's cool.
2: There, there's no sexiness.
1: It's a motorcycle.
2: Racketeering means you're like Dafka, You're no, in the mob.
0: There are definitely cooler things to be convicted of. Name three. I'm not gonna name any. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: I'm just saying in I general. I rest my case. I've heard
0: people say there are cooler things that, than that. Interesting. Yeah. A shame, Umro, yourself. Yeah. No, I'm not saying who. Um, all right, let's go on I to will. the next next segment, which is culture. Culture. We we discuss culture, I guess. Culture and Triple J's. I guess that's what we'll call. That's because anyway. we all
1: have J's at the beginning of our names.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Got it? Yeah.
1: Got it. Got it. Way to go. We're all here.
0: All right. Anyway, we just came back from a British pub. Which really was, I'd say, my dream. I don't know if it was Jason and Jana's. Hey, me. I got a beer on We happy.
1: made it happen because we my... could tell how passionate <laughs> Jude was about it. This was like pretty much why he's here.
0: My dream to go to a pub, to say, we're going out to the pub. Um, go to a pub and order a pint. Um, and have the guy say, here you go, mate. Um... <laughs> In five different accents, guys. Judah's <laughs> been asking
2: everybody in this country what the best pubs are. <laughs>
0: yeah, it is true. And um, then after
2: all that, we just went to the one that was closest. Yeah.
0: Either way, let's discuss the pub culture because honestly, I'm a big fan.
2: Oh yeah, there are some there was some good like English pub characters in here.
0: I'd say I have two favorite characters. Okay. One is the guy who had maybe half a beer and then spent the whole time playing the lottery. With his buddy. Yeah, and then the other guy who literally came in with a newspaper. Ordered a beer and just sat down and read the newspaper in the corner. I really,
1: you can tell I'm that in those. I was hoping there. I'd be on your list
0: of. Oh, people who were yeah, favorite game. people. Yeah. Sorry, Jana. That's good. No. That's fine.
1: I understand.
2: Um. No, you're so, uh, list. runners up then would be the uh the guy who just sat at the corner of the bar, ordering pint after pint, <laughs> but he'd order each pint when he had a quarter left of his previous pint. So He'd always be sitting with a pint in um, I and a quarter. And the other runner up would be the mysterious gentleman who ordered. A pint of Guinness, and also a half pint of Guinness. (laughs) Then walked out of the bar (laughs) with the half pint finished, and the pint half finished. (laughs)
0: I didn't see that I one. Promise, I, I promise this guy. Well, there are also, also other favorites. There was the group of rowdy kids in the corner who just sat there the whole time being rowdy. Okay, yeah. to
2: be clear, they were like <laughs> relatively rowdy. They disturbed nobody,
0: they didn't disturb anyone. And then the other guy who was just sitting in the corner by himself. Was
1: I the only female they No, there, there were
0: two other females. Oh. I literally, I looked to make sure. And I was like, oh, there's one other. F- there are two other females. <laughs> here. I, otherwise, it would have been in a,
2: a real reverse yichud situation. But don't you fear <laughs> the rabbi from that shul would have a tshuva.
0: <laughs> oh no no we're, we're not discussing we're not, right not discussing this. I,
2: this is not a yehud podcast no we're not
0: discussing this <laughs> let um, it be
2: clear that there are two men in the room right now
0: no <laughs> whatever um so um no we might um no <laughs> <laughs> um can we further discuss the sport that we watched because i'm pretty sure it was rugby
2: no it was it was rugby. Okay. you knew that
0: yeah No, i'm like pretty sure it said rugby yeah
2: It was like the Rugby rugby? World Cup final or something. Oh, it did
0: say that. And I'm pretty sure I know three rules now.
2: Okay, let's hear them.
0: The way you score a touchdown is you get to the end and you put the ball down. or the Yeah, for some reason,
2: whenever they reach the end zone, they dive forward with the ball. Yeah,
0: you kick a field goal and you score a touchdown. Oh, it's a point after. Yeah. Except you get two points for it, I think. And then field goals are called, touchdowns are called a let. A try, sorry.
2: Well, I don't think that's, like, a rule, per se. That's just nomenclature. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, those are the three things I know about rugby. Um, the things that are still mysteries to me are how many downs you get to score. Five. Are you sure?
2: Well, when you saw Little ticker at fifth down, it was red. How do you get turnovers? That's another mystery. Fumbles, out of bounds, inter- and yeah, a yeah, yeah. I don't know that one either. That, yeah, one's, yeah. that one's still fuzzy.
0: Yeah, and also...
2: Why did they randomly punt?
0: Yeah, why do they randomly punt? When do you get to choose to punt? And why do you get to stand on some people's shoulders and catch it sometimes?
1: And how are these people still alive?
0: And is yeah. a scrum
2: anything different? Yeah, and
0: what, off? what is a scrum? All right, so, but I don't, understand, I don't understand anything else about it. Can we answer those questions?
2: Uh, I mean, like, without the internet? I think it's another no. mystery
1: of Bacolim.
0: Yeah, I think it is Yeah, you should ask the
2: Bacolim rugby team.
0: But either way, I did enjoy Do you sitting. have one of those in Bacolim or rugby no, team? No, rugby team. You should team. get that
1: started.
0: What about Rugby Union? Um, no, we don't have anything rugby. Aussie rules football? Um, not enough. Gaelic football? Nope. Man. We have a Technion basketball team, which is apparently really bad. Oh. You should join. I don't want to. Why not? Because I'm too high class for that. You're a first <laughs> year. You're the lowest possible class. I'm a high. I'm too, I'm too refined for that. that that's what wow. I am mean. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, like prefer, I prefer going to the opera with Adam.
2: I don't know movie. who Adam is, but
0: he sounds lovely. He's a nice guy. He's really good You should
1: watch High School Musical. You can really have it all.
0: No, I don't want to watch High School Musical. Okay. Basketball yeah. and opera? Oh, interesting. Yes. <laughs> I didn't catch that Sorry if
1: that wasn't clear, listeners. I think it was.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've never seen High School Musical. Neither have I. I've been told I look too much like Zac Efron. I would, really? I would yeah. I
2: I've never it. been told I look anything like Zac Efron. <laughs> Zac Efron.
0: <laughs> but I've still never watched it. <laughs> um no um either way I think that was a good discussion yeah good time we discussed culture I feel like we're more cultured, cultured having discussed it
1: you guys have done some pretty cultured things this week that's yeah. true of all the cultured <laughs> things we've
2: done this week we focused on the one where we walked into a room and ordered beer yeah but let
1: gen me tell and you gin tonic I think that's like kind of a cultured thing
0: to order. let me tell you
2: they gave you the tonic separately
0: yeah it
1: was very cultured that
0: was it was a deconstructed gin and tonic yeah I By need the way, my own speaking of culture, can we discuss the fact that Hasidim walk around here with British accents? Throws me off completely.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's real unexpected. Bad.
0: Yeah, because they're the least cultured, and I always associate <laughs> English Shots accents Byers. with the most culture. True. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think all the little kids that I hear talking on the streets are like geniuses. Yeah, this it's true. so smart.
0: I, personally, it's part of the reason why I think John Oliver is correct more than he should be. <laughs> It it's got to help them. I it can't. Help oh, it's for sure a bias. Yeah.
2: 100%. Why do you think they got Emma Watson to play Hermione Granger cuz she has an accent unlike all the other actors in Harry Potter?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? They're all English.
2: Yeah, I know it's literally a thing they would only hire
0: English actors. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's
2: yeah, that's that's the joke. But...
0: Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah, okay. Got, it, got, it, got <laughs> it. I'm sorry. I didn't get it. <laughs> I do trust Emma Watson though, much more than everyone else.
1: Wait, can we talk about Wait, yeah,
0: much more than that everyone that, else trusts Emma Watson? Or much more than you trust everyone else? Trust everyone else in that thing. Because oh. oh, she okay. went to an American university. She went to Brown. <laughs> wow, it's an Ivy League.
2: You know my favorite story? That... Um, One time Emma Watson was at Brown, and the teacher asked a question, and Emma Watson like raised her hand and got it right. And then some dude yelled out, 10 points to Gryffindor! Yeah. And then Watson ran out of the room crying. Well. Which, like, sad for her,
0: but that's a great story. That
1: probably happened in every single class of hers. Yeah, she She probably got
0: so many points for Gryffindor. Yeah. She probably did. Listen, she probably is very smart. I don't want to hit on that. I don't want to hit on that. I have nothing against them at Watson. I just think it's a funny story. I think it's hilarious. And I didn't know about the crying part, and now I'm kind of a bit more upset about the story because I've heard the story too. But I do like the rest of the story. She's a perfectly nice girl. Yeah, very nice.
1: Yeah. I
0: trust her. Do you? I do. Really? Yeah. To do what? I don't
1: know. If I had a dog, I'd let her watch
0: it. Okay, it's fine. Yeah. fair. Very fair. <laughs> all right, <laughs> next question is for Jana. Jana. Oh, no. What we're about to discuss is the, I'd say the meat and the, the kishkas, the intestines. Veggie okay. kishka? Nah, real kishka. Uh, the, the intestines of the discussion that we have. Okay. Uh, which Let's is, first of all, you're from, I forget where, Cleveland? <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio.
1: I'm so glad you mentioned it, Judah.
0: Yeah, you're from Cleveland. I'm
1: a very loud and proud Clevelander.
0: Cleveland, I would is. say, is known is there as any like other kind. Yeah, no, there definitely is other kinds. Really? Cleveland is known as a great gateway drug to moving to Israel, right?
1: I would say, yeah, it's kind of like a natural layover, if you will,
0: into moving to Israel.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you know why that is? Why is that so? How did that develop in the community?
1: I think it was somewhat of an intentional um, approach of getting educators to teach at Israel was framing it that way. Mizrahi
0: is the Jewish school?
1: Mizrahi is the Orthodox Jewish Day School, the modern Orthodox Jewish Day School there. Um, it's kind of hard to attract talent to the city for some unknown reason. Can't be the weather.
0: Okay. Um, Can't be because if you, it's in the Midwest. If you
1: frame it as, hey, this is a super... Don't think in the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Only I get to. Um, if you frame the the opportunity as, hey, here's a community you can have a huge impact on as a Jewish educator, and by the way, you can afford a house, whatever your, you know, financial situation no, is, you can afford it, a house. No how Israeli you are, yeah. Um, then uh, it's, it's a smart move for educators who are trying to move to Israel, but don't yet have the money for it, mm-hmm. um, to save some money get some educational experience and then move on and i think that's kind of spread beyond just the jewish education uh, profession to just hey this is a very zionistic community that's filled with a lot of leaders that have interest in moving to israel and uh, it's kind of grown from there
0: so you've probably seen a lot of people make aliyah or move to israel yeah too many you've seen a too lot too
1: many slow down people you,
0: have you seen people move back from israel rarely okay rarely but have you seen people not necessarily have successful moves to Israel?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, okay. That's the question of like what is a successful move to Israel? Yeah. Right. So, I would say first and foremost, a successful move to Israel is staying there.
0: Well, I'll cut you off first. What what do you think cuz like I'll ask a follow-up question as well, like what do you think differentiates a successful move and a non-successful move? What characteristics what characteristics have you noticed in successful moves versus non-successful moves?
1: I mean, again, at a basic level, just being able to stay there, I think, defines it at a certain level as being successful. Yeah. Right? It's not necessarily a success if you come back to the States because for whatever reason it didn't work out for you. Um, in terms of what makes it successful beyond that, like hopefully you are happier in Israel than you would have been in the states, and whether that's short term or long term, um, like maybe it's more frustrating for the next first couple of months or years or whatever it is, but ultimately you're living a more fulfilling life. Okay. And and eating a lot of burgers.
0: Yeah. Well, burgers, falafel. Yeah.
1: Um. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Uh, it's interesting. Um, uh, I'm not sure exactly what, like, personality traits make a successful L.E.A. But it seems that... You the think pe- it's
1: a personality thing, not, like, a situational thing? Like, I do it's think what it's... What you surround yourself
0: Partially with. personality, but also part... Like, I think there are multiple aspects. If I had to, like, highlight a bunch of them, one of them would be what you came from. Like, what, what life mm-hmm. you led previously in America. Like, what you kind of expected of yourself. Another one would be how, how, like... How much
1: you have to miss. If you exactly. come from... A situation that you are fleeing from versus a situation that you like really love and cherish, and
0: yeah,
2: and that's right. why Cleveland has high, yeah, that's yeah.
0: why Cleveland has high uh, like,
1: yeah. rates. Well, we didn't say anything about <laughs> successful aliyah rates, we just said aliyah rates, right? We don't know how happy or fulfilled these people are, they're probably very Cleveland sick. I know I would be.
0: Um, then the second one would be right uh, how uh, supportive that yeah. is
1: brutal. I feel like I just got set up for that. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so
0: harsh. Not fair. How supportive your family is. That's, I feel like that's part of and it. And
1: how much your family is able to visit and visit.
0: Supportive like. your family is in America and supportive your family is in Israel. Because having a strong family base in Israel can be very helpful to make moving to Israel. And the Also,
1: oh, sorry. One more oh, the
0: third one is like the job you get or, or the job you expected in America or the job you expected in Israel. If you've never had any expectations... For work where you go, you would go into in America. I feel like it's much easier for you to acculturate to an America uh, to an Israeli working lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If you had an expectation for the job you had in America. It's difficult to sometimes to translate that. Yeah. To Israel. For sure, I do um, that. Yeah.
1: I also think that the frequency at which you visit your hometown can have an impact and also says a lot about how successful your ally is, like, it's a great, it's a great thing to be able to visit home, but if you're doing that so much that, like, you can't ever feel really settled and you're constantly comparing to what your life would have been if you were living in the U.S. or wherever you're from, that, I think that makes it a lot harder. Does that make sense?
0: Um, yeah. You would say that's not necessarily a successful L.E.I.?
1: Yes. Like, there, there's a fine line between being able to visit your family and, you know, be with the people you need to be with. And
0: like Kind of over Over visiting And getting uh, Yeah Over visiting And getting Like stuck up Too attached Yeah And what it was What it was Yeah Well I've I've also noticed There are two things One of them is moving To a foreign country And one of them is moving Away from your parents Because when you move To Israel You're inherently Moving away from your parents Which for some people Is much harder Than for others Mm -hmm. Unless they also Made Aliyah Yeah Yeah, Unless your parents Also made Aliyah um, Which makes it A lot easier but, yeah.
1: but I think so for myself.
0: Yeah. I was talk I, about your own experience.
1: I've never moved to Israel. Okay. But
0: talk about when you were in your gap year an and you were thinking about moving to Israel.
1: I actually can't <laughs> even talk about that because I can't say that was a thing. Okay. Um.
0: You you are from Cleveland.
1: I am from Cleveland. Okay. Which, it's weird. Some people do really stay there. Um. But in my There's experience, third
0: generation
2: Cleveland. Well... On three sides,
1: yeah. Um. Well, anyway. Well, In my experience, one of the most telling things about how happy I am in my life after I moved out from my parents' home was how often I need to visit home, right? Like, my first year before I transferred to University of Maryland, I was in a college situation that I wasn't so happy in, and I was going home every month. And I didn't view that as a red flag at the time, but in retrospect, that should have been a red flag that, like, I wanted to go home that often, and I wasn't digging my roots, and I wasn't... uh, making
0: my own community. Mm-hmm. I see that. That's very interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, all right, we're, we're going to move on to our last segment. That was, I appreciate the discussion. I think there's a lot more to talk about there, about how people move successfully or how they don't. But we're going to move on, In the interest of time. Our last segment today is Med School Student of the Week. We have three nominations, as always, oh. uh, for Med School yeah. Student of the Week. Um, the first one I'll nominate. Um, he's the... Anatomy TA. His name is Pavel, and I'm nominating Pavel because he came and gave a four-hour anatomy lab uh, the night before his wedding, and then he stayed. In, he stayed in, like, he stayed an extra like half hour past when he needed to, um, and then on the the day after his wedding, he was in lab the next day, like but much earlier than much earlier than he needed to, and he was also texting people the day of his wedding, um, who were TAs in lab. Med school student of the week given to Pavel for like, I don't even know what you were thinking showing up to a four-hour anatomy lab the night before your wedding, but whatever, man.
2: As someone who had a wedding, there's like a lot of dead time where you're free and willing to text people.
0: Uh, But like, good for (laughs) him. Pavel sounds like a real match. (laughs) Um, Ish, I guess. Ish. Okay. Yeah. He's a nice guy.
1: Where's Pavel from?
0: Uh, Israel, technically, but really Russia.
1: Sounds about right. He's
0: Russian- But he speaks Hebrew better than Russian, but he speaks it with a Hebrew accent. Interesting. Yeah. If that makes sense.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a weird dynamic. But that's my first nomination. Second nomination is a friend of mine, I'll give it, Kevin Reichick. Yo. Um, Yo, Kevin Reichick, roommate in University of Maryland. Oh, incredible guy. Studies in Sackler, um, Sackler Medical School. Um, he is famous for finishing all 10,000 Enki de- Anki cards in his Enki deck. And then also, I hadn't seen him in two years, and I saw him on Ben Street, and I had a 10-minute conversation of, with him, which consisted solely of the test he had taken four hours ago, which he was freaking out about. So, good for you, Kevin. Great nomination. What's our third nomination?
2: Uh, third nomination, assuming I understand the, uh, the qualifications of this particular award, yeah. is to the British Museum. In uh, London, England. Why so, are you nominating them? So from what Judah, Judah tells me, the uh, this award is for people who, or, or entities, I guess, who <laughs> overachieve and make sure they tell everyone about it. Somewhat, yeah. So uh, by, by that metric, I think the British Museum really <laughs> fits it. So uh, for context, <laughs> Judah and I were at the British Museum uh, two days ago now. And it's a really great museum. Highly recommend. Uh, very well put together. Lots of random crap in there. It's... Uh, it's a good place, but the point is, and and what I really think gives the uh, the nomination over to the British Museum or the BM as we've been calling it. Yeah, too much. Is uh, <laughs> is that, and this is this is just really interesting of them is that they, they do have a lot of artifacts. They have a lot of really cool stuff. They got the Rosetta Stone. They got a bunch of Parthenon stuff. They got some Easter Island statues. They got a ton of stuff that I'm sure is very important to various cultures and religions that I just may or may not have that much of an appreciation for, uh, but what they also have, which is really funny, is they tend to have a lot of talk about how the British Museum acquired these objects. So like, each plaque will be like, half about, this is a statue of blah 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 from <laughs> this era. It was granted to the British Museum by this person who got it from this person who got it from over here on this expedition in this year. Let's think this about you, British yeah, Museum. Exactly.
0: But also, like... They had pictures of people in the British Museum.
2: Right, exactly. So analyzing and like, stuff in within the Within their museum. exhibits, they would, yeah. for some of these things, they would show, like, case A, here's the actual exhibit. Case B, hey, look, here's a painting of people in the British Museum looking at this exhibit in the year 1870. And it's like, oh. So you're just, like, showing off that you've been doing this forever. You're literally showing us a picture of yourself and calling it a museum piece. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's why I think that they might be the, uh, the med school student of the week. Even yeah. though their concept <laughs> of medicine seems to involve, like, leeches and drinking blood out of skulls.
0: Yeah. Okay. Just, uh, just to clarify the med school student of the week, definitely people who overachieve. Not necessarily people who brag about it, but people who, who it's very clear that they're overachieving. Certainly a characteristic of being a med school student of the week. Um, I think that's it. Thank you guys for it coming who wins. on. Oh, uh, thank you for reminding me. Um, please vote on Med School Student of the Week at our Twitter account, at Ofgalim. You can follow us. We'll be putting up the poll. Um, you should feel free to vote. Um, the poll will close, hopefully, by the end of next week. Um, so everyone, go to, uh, go to Twitter, follow at and please vote on the Med School Student of the Week when it comes up. Wait, does this Twitter account actually exist? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very legitimate. It's a legitimate Twitter okay, account. We're going to fact check you know. this.
2: Uh, but <laughs> also, before we sign off, shout out Ethan for letting us co-host this week. You don't know who we are. We don't know who you are. But... Um,
1: you yeah. seem pretty great. Yeah. And, is- uh,
2: and, and we hope you don't mind our uh, filling in your shoes for this. Uh, Ethan
0: will be this- joining me on the next podcast, uh, back again after the birth of his new ch- new child. He has oh, children? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mazeltov to Ethan. We're replacing
2: a man with children?
0: Not just children. He has a
2: family. He needs a Parnassa.
0: A brand new uh baby boy. You didn't tell us he, he, he had the expenses. Um it's okay. This podcast isn't funded.
2: Damn. <laughs> okay, uh, this
1: okay, is well. over now. All right. Have well, well shout
2: out Ethan anyway, Mazeltov on the uh on the beautiful Yanover boy.
0: Oh, uh, thank you so much for joining me, guys. <laughs> thank you again.
2: Bye.